Hello there, a warm welcome to the final whistle with me, Kenzie Benali. And me, Steve Forbes. Well, today Southampton have earned themselves a point at Old Trafford and Dean Hammond and Franny Benali are back with us to discuss that match. Dean, we'll come to you for your thoughts first. I mean, goalless draws are, are rarely that entertaining, are they? It was a brilliant goalless draw. It was, um, I'm emotionally drained, if, I, if I'm honest, <laughs> Kenzie. It was um, a really good game to watch. Um you know, before the before the game, we would have all taken a point. Um, but the chances we we created, I suppose, are a, a slight disappointment. But you have to say, uh, a brave performance. Credit to to the players. Created lots of chances. Not many teams create that many chances at Old Trafford. I know Man United had ten men, but even eleven v eleven, Southampton were very very good. Um, they looked a real threat. Looked really well organised defensively, um, and just some vital moments that just wouldn't quite go for. For Southampton today, you know, hitting the woodwork, 1v1s, getting in some great positions. But I thought they passed the ball really well today, Savannah. That's the best I've seen, I think I've seen for a while. They kept possession. They moved the ball through the thirds. They all looked really comfortable in possession. The shape of the team, the balance of the team looked very, very good. The team looked really fit in terms of when the counter-attack was number of players getting forward, making those long bursting runs and then recovering to get back into, into the shape. I thought this, the three midfield players um, were excellent today. James Ward-Prowse, Lavia, um, Alcaraz, when he was on the pitch, was a real, real problem for, for Man United in that kind of number 10 role. Um, and then Bazunu, when he was needed, made some fantastic saves. I think that's the best performance I've seen from him in, in a Southampton shirt, and that will do him a, a world of good. Another clean sheet. Um, that's three now in the last four Premier League games. So fantastic, really. Um, the only disappointment, we just couldn't take one of those chances and be a a little bit more clinical, but a great game to watch. And, you know, that's the first point of the the three or four that we really want from this week. And we'll put Southampton in a much stronger position. So I'm smiling, but a little bit greedy. It would be nice to get the three points, I must admit. Yeah, that's what's interesting, isn't it, Dad? Because as Dean mentioned there, we would have all taken a point, I think, before the match. But we are finding ourselves feeling a bit greedy. It felt like the three points were there for the taking. What were your overall reflections on the game? Yeah, echoing the thoughts of Dean, really. I mean, I, I was really impressed with the way that we started. I thought it was almost like starting how we would do it in a home fixture, pressing United, uh, putting them under pressure in all areas of the pitch, very much in the game, um, looking a real confident and organised side with a, with a lot of energy and purpose. Uh, when those chances came along, just that... that that's just the, the side of me that is frustrated today. You know, once United went down to 10 men and Casemiro sending off, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed we, we haven't been able to capitalise on, on the chances we created. They were good enough to have taken one. You could argue maybe that Gavin Bazzuno's had to make a number of saves, which he was, you know, there to do his job. But whenever you go to Old Trafford, as we said pre-match, if you're going to come away with something, you need your team to be performing well, playing well, goalkeepers making saves, being brave, being positive. Uh, and, and we were all that today. So I think at the very least, we deserve the one point. But the frustration is that we haven't been able to capitalise and take all three. OK, then, before we discuss today's match in more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Old Trafford. And Saints have survived the first 15, 16 minutes of the game. But Rashford's through again. Saved by Bazuna as he shoots from an arrow angle low to his left. 
Rapero on the left, chips into the six-yard area, Walcott's header, brilliantly tipped over by De Gea. Oh, it's the best action of the game so far in the 24th minute. Belakotchevin made a mess of that, and that ball back for Alcaraz. There's a foul against Casemiro, Alcaraz is down. Casemiro will say he got the ball, Alcaraz is rolling around. Oh, oh I don't that think that's is nice at all. very high over the ball, I have to say. Here comes the VAR decision, the hand goes into the pocket, and Casemiro is going to be sent off. Fernandez right-footed floats it into the heart of the back post, and in the end, somehow Saints get it away. Was it the defender, was it Pazunu? Out to Rashford, Rashford into the box, down the left-hand side is Fernandez. Challenge to Walker-Peters, it's a corner, and surely Fernandez isn't going to rant again. Low ball in towards Veghorst. Bella Kotchak falls over on the ball. The whole of Old Trafford wants a penalty. If you ever know what pressure's like on a, on a referee. As Walker-Peters gets past Rashford into the box. Pulls it back and it has gone off the play and it's been cleared off the line. It was almost an own goal. Wan-Bissaka clears it off the line. James Ward-Prowse from 26 yards. Right-footed, it skims the crossbar and goes behind for a goal kick. And De Gea didn't move an inch. Wan-Bissaka takes it and now Saints can break. And if he's just played forward to Walcott, he's through. And Walcott's going down the centre of the pitch. Martinez trying to get there. Walcott in the penalty area, saved by De Gea. Flipping his left-hander, but that was a massive opportunity. Back to Fernandez, might try the shot. He does, and it's off the post and back out. Oh my goodness me, this is one heck of a nil-nil. Walker-Peters hits the post, he's drilled it from 20 yards. Full-time at Old Trafford, Manchester United nil, Southampton nil. Dean, you spoke about Southampton being good value when it was 11 v 11. What did you make of the game as a whole during that period? And also that glorious chance for Theo Walcott anywhere but at David De Gea and it would have given Saints the lead. It would, Steve. I would say it was a very even game. Both teams trying to win the game. Um, Man United obviously were were a threat with with their pacing behind and their attacking players, but so was Southampton. Like I mentioned previously, I thought they were so good in possession, so brave, confident playing out from the back, playing through the thirds, opening up Manchester United, getting into to, to opportunities. Um, and then the chance for, for Theo Walcott came from... Really good play from Alcaraz, his movement. And then he went past two players, I think. Really good body movement, good balance. We get a bit of a ricochet deflection, comes out to Perro, and he just stands the ball up. And the movement of Fiorulka is really, really good. When it goes out to Perro, he kind of goes behind Luke Shaw and just buys his time. And then just as the cross is coming in, he darts and sprints and gets across Luke Shaw. And all the way, I'm thinking it's a goal. It's He has such a good contact with it. He gets such good power on the header but unfortunately it's straight at um, David De Gea and if he just kind of almost not got such a good contact on it I think he scores um, and I think at that point Southampton would have been fully deserving the lead because it was a really good away performance Franny said I think the energy from the players was was brilliant they looked really strong the willingness to move off the ball for each other they weren't intimidated by being at Old Trafford and I think that's the biggest compliment I, c- I can give them so Big chance for Theo Walcott. And I, I said before the show, I probably jinxed it, to be honest. He's, I feel as though he's the best finisher at the football club. Um, and I wanted to see him in those those areas and getting those opportunities. And he probably had one or two today. And, and the header was the best chance of the game. It was great movement, good play, good contact, good save. But I think he will be slightly disappointed and feeling as though he probably should have scored. 
Well, let's find out what the fans thought following that match this afternoon. Uh, Paris on Twitter has said, I'll take that draw. Uh, Saints FC. Uh, Sellers Ball on Twitter has said, we have to be happy with that point. Uh, yes, could have perhaps been three, but it's United away. Uh, Proudly has said, good point away from home, although three were there for the taking. Wednesday now, the biggest game of the season. Harry on Twitter, hello to you, has said, could have won that. So end to end, another day we take all three. Prousey and Lavi ran the show uh, Peter getting in touch on YouTube as well he says brilliant saves from Gav and a comment here on Facebook from Stuart Carr he says uh, United down to 10 missed opportunity from Saints with the chances should not be happy with a point uh, let's talk about the red card then shall we dad that was the big talking point from the first half of course what did you make of that it's a red card and, that, and that's not just wearing our Saints hat at all. You know, everything about it was a red card for me. I, I noticed a few points on social media at half time about, you know, how's that a red card or he's won the ball first. First and foremost, he's, he's off the ground. So he's out of control. That's first and foremost. You know, so both feet are off the ground. He's traveling at force. Yes, there is contact with the ball initially, but then his boot goes over the ball and to the right into Alcaraz's shin. So he's endangered opponent. It was with force. He was stud showing, feet off the ground, lunging at the ball um, and catching his opponent. So everything about it is is, is in the rule book as, as a red card. So no surprise to, to see Anthony Taylor make that decision once he was referred to the VAR screen. All right, well, Franny, very uh, decisive in his assessment of uh, that red card, Dean. What did you make of it? Um, and also those two penalty appeals for Manchester United in the first half. I agree with Franny. Um, it's, it's definitely a red card, just because Casemiro is not in control, really. Once you slide, once you're out of control of your body, it's, it's very, very difficult for it not to be a red card. His studs are showing. He tackles on top of the ball. So as this. You can be kind of fooled as his foot hits the ball and thinking, oh, he's won the ball first. But because he's travelling at such speed and he's out of control, he can't stop the follow-through. And the follow-through is where the damage could could really cause a bad injury um, for Alcaraz. So I could see his disappointment. And I don't think there was intent for him to hurt the player, but it's a strong tackle and he's out of control. So I've no doubt with the red card and it didn't really take the referee much time to really make that decision once he'd seen it slowed down, once he'd seen it on the monitor. And I think that gives you the um, a biggest clue that we, we can have on that decision. So right decision for me. The two penalties, I don't think so, really. Uh, the one on Fernandez, I think Cole Capitas gets the ball. Is there a slight follow through? Maybe, but he's already win the ball and he wins the ball clean there. So I don't think that's a penalty. Bella Kocha with the with the handball, he kind of slips and I would suggest it hits his chest first and he he pulls his arm away. Is there a slight touch on his arm? Maybe, but I don't think is is a penalty. Um, difficult to judge really because I don't think any of us are really clear on the on the handball rule um, in terms of the Premier League or football now. So in my opinion, it's not a, a re, uh, not a penalty because there's no intent to to try and use his hand to gain an advantage. He just slips, it hits his chest and maybe deflects off his arm. So I would have been really disappointed if either of those penalties would have been given. But in the old days, Franny would know this, at Old Trafford, anything could be given. So we might have got away with one there. But in um, my opinion, definitely not penalties. Well, where do we even start, Dad, with the chances in the second half? I mean, three times the woodwork was hit and another great chance for Theo Walcott. Yeah, it was indeed, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, 
Prowski came so close. I don't think he's come much closer, really, can you, to to getting level with David Beckham on on 18 free kicks. Uh, you know, was, the second he struck it, you think it, it's, it's almost it's there. And you saw the replay with De Gea, and he was rooted. He was almost just watching the flight of the ball. There was no effort to to save it. I don't think that was out of confidence that it wasn't going to go in. I genuinely believe he just was waiting for it to to go into the back of the net and. Unfortunately for us, it just clipped the, the, the point of the post and the bar. Um, Carl Walker-Peter's strike was, was a wonderful shot. Uh, you know, again, you, you just get a little bit lucky or you don't in those sort of scenarios. It could go in off the post, it went away. So that was another good chance. Uh, and then the breakaway was, the, again, another very good one for Theo. And I guess that's the, the, the disappointment today is that he's had two good chances. The header, as Dean was talking about, in the first half and then the breakaway again. I think maybe just his, his second touch probably didn't help him take him onto his left foot, couldn't really get across Martinez. Uh, and in the end, you know, it was a left-footed effort that, that De Gea saved. So, you know, we, we've had games where we haven't had anywhere near the amount of good chances we've had today and we haven't capitalised on. So that, that is a disappointment and frustration. But again, we've got to flip these things into positives. It's a clean sheet, third clean sheet in four games uh, under Ruben's uh, management now, and and we're seeing clear signs of being a a much tighter team to play against. But we've just got to capitalise on these chances when they do come along, and and none more so than Wednesday. Now it sets us up perfectly for Wednesday night. We've got to bring the passion, the the enthusiasm, the uh, the the willingness. I think to 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 go and win a game of football, and uh, it's it's going to be a huge game now against what will be a difficult opponent again. Well, on the positives of keeping a clean sheet, a great couple of saves from Gavin Bazunu today, Dean, especially that one from Bruno Fernandes. What did you make of him and also the defence overall, I suppose? I thought he was brilliant, Steve. I think, like I say, that was the best performance I've seen him in a Southampton shirt. He looked really, really confident. It's like a goal scorer, not scoring for a long time and then getting two or three in two or three games. You know, that's his third clean sheet now, which will do him a world of good, um, especially since his debut season at this level. I think he started doing well. There was a couple of times that he made a, a, a save from Rashford early on. But his awareness and to sense danger to come off the line, he came and smothered a couple of things early on as well, which was really, really good. Um, the save just before half-time half from, from the free kick. I can't remember who was at the back post, but he made a really, really good save, made himself big, stretched his arms. And then the one in the, the second half against Fernandez was was brilliant. It really, really was because that had curl on it, it had dip, and it bounced just in front of him. And as the ball bounced and skids off the turf, it gained speed and momentum. So a really, really good save. And he had that luck on his side that it hits a post and doesn't go in. It hits a post and, and goes out. So I thought he was very, very good today. And, and that Fernandez save as well was really important because he'd not had a lot to do today. So it showed... His maturity, he showed that he's concentrating on the game when he's not having a lot to do. Um, so really, really good. And defensively, you know, Belicocha, Bednarat gaining a bit of a partnership and look very, very solid. Um, Cole Walker-Peters defensively in one-on-one -on -one situations look good, look fit going forward, just making those driving runs forward. And Perro, really reliable. You know, on that left-hand side, he'll get himself forward, he'll get in good crossing positions. You know, the cross of Theo Walcott, really intelligent, just stands it up. A few opportunities, he tries to drive a ball across as well. Again, looks really fit and sharp for a player that's not been in the team for a couple of weeks. So the back four and the goalkeeper today, very, very good um, and really impressive. And I had been for 
the last three or four weeks. And if we hadn't conceded that goal at, at Leeds, that would be four clean sheets out of four games, which is really impressive. Yeah, it certainly is. And and Senkig Tully on YouTube is joining the conversation about Gavin. He's got in touch saying, great game for Bazunu. We've got a few comments here to read as well. Ryan Ackland getting on touch. Uh, he's a regular viewer here with us on Saints Live in the final whistle. He says three points against Brentford now are vital. Uh, we've got tickets to that match, which I'm excited about. Well, hopefully it'll be a, a brilliant evening for you. Uh, Marcus Mansfield said, really pleased with, with the result, uh, but we should have won it. Uh, Johnny B on Twitter, a point at Old Trafford is never a bad thing uh, that's certainly for sure dad but is it a point gained or does it kind of feel like two points dropped how are you looking at things I, I, I think again I don't know how everyone feels but uh, the, the, there's a side of me that is it, it's both a bit of both clearly you know if you can't win a game of football try not to lose it and we've done that with another good performance so many positives which we've touched on already uh Individual, individual performances, team performances, the way Ruben has set the team up, uh, a lot of good stuff from today. But there is that frustration that we haven't taken at least one of those to maximise the points today. Uh, so that, that, that adds a little bit of pressure. But, you know, when you come away from today and any, any disappointment, we'll look forward, we'll look to the Brentford match now, two home games on the bounce, which... If we put anything kind in like those kind of performances as we have done today, then we'll, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll come out of, of it with more than the four points that I, I thought would be good before we kicked off today. Well, let's get the thoughts of the manager now. Here's what Ruben Sellers had to say after the match. Well, I feel uh, really comfortable with the performance. I think uh, we saw a team with character, a team who came here to Ultra for trying to pl- implement the idea the way that we do want to do things. I'm disappointed with only one point. But uh, I take the performance. I'm very happy with the performance. What were the things that pleased you the most? Because even at the start, when it was 11 v 11, you were having a lot of the game. Yeah, of course. We have always the idea to be always aggressive in our pressure, to go high, to try to, to put the, the game in the opposition half. Uh, we were aggressive. We have the triggers, of course. They will find a couple of times when they will break your pressure and then you need to defend the situations. I think we are getting there. And then uh, in possession, the calmness that uh, they show, our players show uh, in every situation, trying to build that, trying to find each other, trying to be protagonists, exploding the spaces, exploding the spaces that we talked before the game and a team that is working together, fighting together, playing together and the the team spirit is there so I'm pleased with that. Is Brentford next in the Premier League, Dean? uh, What are your thoughts ahead of that one? Because Southampton could climb up to 16th with a win. I think that's the incentive, Steve. You know, that's you think a few weeks about we would almost be thinking that was a dream really Um, but to go into the Brentford game at home after some really good performances of late. It's going to be a tough game. Brentford have had a really good season. They're very effective what they do. They're strong. They're organised. Um, they've got some good attacking players. So it's going to be a tough game. But that's all you need in that dressing, that speech before. You know, get out of the bottom three. Get up to, to 16th. That would take Southampton, I think, above Leicester, who they beat last week. That pulls them back in as well. Puts pressure on some bigger teams down there, the so-called of West Ham and, and Everton and Leicester, like I just mentioned. So you just need that, really. And that just will make you run that extra yard, make that tackle, um, cover the ground for, for your teammate. And just continue the performances because they've been very, very good. You know, defensively, we look strong now. We look organised. But 
we look more confident on the ball as well. There's players that want to have the ball. They want to get on the ball. They want to play forward. They want to risk a pass now. Players making runs in behind. Theo Walcott today was brilliant at making those runs in behind. Two or three occasions he almost got in. And just continue that. Continue that. Put pressure on Brentford. Ask questions of Brentford. Um, but I'm feeling good about it. You know, you need that as a player. To get out of the bottom three, to win the game at home at St Mary's, that's all you need, I think. Yeah, Dad, I think that's fair. Southampton's league position doesn't seem to be reflected in in the confidence amongst both the players, it seems, and the fans as well. How are you feeling ahead of that Brentford game? Yeah, I'm very optimistic, Kens. Uh, I think what we've seen in recent weeks and performances and results, there's there's a lot of positivity and, and a lot of hope to, to look ahead. But having said that, there's still a huge amount of work to be done. We can't underestimate the position we're in still. The incentives there, as Dino's just touched on, a, a win we know takes us out of the bottom three. What else do you want? It's, it's still in our hands. It's, it's just keeping that, that mindset of we're in a fight, we're in a scrap still, but there's a lot of teams in and around us. So it's keeping your nerve. It's still keeping that belief. We, we don't look like a side that is bottom of the table. Uh, at all, the way that we're playing, the confidence we're showing. And we've got to continue that, regardless of how games come over the coming weeks. We've just got to keep taking it one game at a time. Uh, and yeah, the Brentford match is, is, is going to be a huge one to set into the, the, the tone for the rest of the season now. Good stuff. Well, Franny and Dean, thank you so much for joining us on both Saints Live and the final whistle today. Well, a valuable point up at Old Trafford for Southampton today. Next up, it is Brentford on Wednesday under the lights at St Mary's with kickoff at 7.30. We'll be back for another edition of Saints Live then. So until then, enjoy your week and we'll see you soon. Bye for now.